Somebody's, anybody's, the sum of all bodies equating to everybody. Your MC, Master of Community, Philly Shira. Expressive language is used. Listener's discretion is advised. Hey, Welcome to episode five of Somebody Do Something. This is the economic series part three. I'm the hostess with the mostest, not to be confused with those cream filled sugar cakes. <laughs> Today's show features the one and only, the accountant. Dudaligo, no intro needed. He's a series regular. Go to part one of the eco series if it's only like your third day here. <laughs> We're talking about long-term investments, beneficial savings accounts, the stock market, diversifying income. We are digging deep into economics now and probably from now on because it's necessary. Financial literacy is so important. Honestly, paramount, especially in our communities, like common knowledge type shit, like not just, you know, one or two people understand the stock market and taxes. Nah, we all need to understand it because at least the the tax part of it, you're really going to want to take notes this episode. We're really starting to give you some raw uncut gems. You should Definitely collect these coins like Mario. Woohoo! <laughs> no? Okay. Um, anyway, here we go. Without further ado, episode... Damn. Episode 5, part 3. Here we go. Here we go. Alright, now with the economic series, we're going to be diving deeper into economics um, and understanding what it all really means. Today we'll be talking about long-term investing, diversifying income, and understanding value. Alright, ready? We're going to be talking about, as Shira said, long-term investing. But before we dive into long-term investing, it's, it's important to understand that everybody is able to create value. You can create something, whether it's writing or drawing, you can provide a service, and that, based on the other person involved in the transaction, assigns the value. So anybody realistically at any age, yes, even babies, provided (laughs) if they get help, can create value. That being said, it's important that we learn how to invest that value in ways that are both tangible and intangible. So for long-term investing, a couple of pieces are important to note. Cash is trash, pretty much. (laughs) It's cool to have cash, but you're not gonna outpace inflation. And if you go into the larger notion of the value of the dollar itself, um, it's very possible that the dollar could crumble. Not, not, Not likely, but that being said, you don't wanna have cash at any given time. But there is ways in order to improve that cash. But getting your emergency savings, your emergency funds up, is one of the most important things that you can do at any income level, any tax bracket. Because if a bad day rolls by, no matter what kind of assets you have on that day, if you're not prepared, well, yeah. We've seen what 2020 has uh, brought to brought to many people who were unprepared. Ugh. 
In addition, we've seen what 2020 has done to high yield savings accounts, which traditionally were great long term investment tools because you could put your money in there and it would it would outpace them. It would help to outpace inflation over the year and you could actually see your money grow over quarter after quarter. High yield savings accounts in 2019 were one of the best ways to start long term investing um, if you had under a thousand dollars. 2020 brought a dramatic change to that interest rate. And Shira, would you like care to elaborate on that? Uh, high yield savings accounts are basically reservoirs where you put your money that you know you're saving and not spending, and kind of like accumulating um, money there. And the way you think about saving money can be increments of five dollars per paycheck, ten dollars per paycheck, twenty dollars, so like whatever. But either way, you're building money. When your money sits in these accounts, what happens is uh, whatever uh, percentage of what do you call it? The interest rate on the account, the the bank makes money off your money. So at any given time, if it has 1%, then the bank is pretty much saying, um, we'll pay you 1% because you're letting us use your money. So you're, you're basically... To lend other people money. Yeah. Um, th- there's particular companies who are in the business of credit and like credit reporting, credit creation, and then banks are lending money. They'll report their findings to a credit reporting agency and like it'll affect the credit score. Like banks are like in the business for lending. Okay. Yeah, credit is like shitty shit shit shit, but Yeah. Because twenty twenty has um done away with high yield savings accounts, at least temporarily, it's important to highlight some of the other accounts that are available depending on your employment status. Now if you're self employed or are solely an investor, um, you may not be entitled to some of these benefits that are offered through traditional employment. But a lot of us have to start from somewhere, and sometimes we don't have a thousand dollars. These are great, great accounts to use in building that thousand dollars, which is typically a threshold to really start seeing your investments grow over time. The two accounts that I'm about to mention have the added effect of having tax benefits, being able to adjust your gross income. That is the Roth IRA and the HSA. The Roth IRA, you can get at your traditional bank, which is Wells Fargo, Bank of America, JP Morgan. These banks have a lot of assets under their names and they could offer you accounts, but typically don't have the best interest rates in their expense portfolios for the investments that they offer, which you can use both your Roth IRA and your HSA to grow money with. So you you also have credit unions as well as as well as trading platforms such as T D Ameritrade and Charles Schwab who can offer Roth IRAs and and this was actually something that I learned today, through your HSA, which if if you don't know, an HSA is a health savings account that you're able to open if you are enrolled in a high deductible health plan. This is the criteria to start up an HSA, but the HSA is interesting in the fact that if you decide to leave the employment, potentially you, you can- Not potentially, you keep the, you definitely keep the funds as credit. Like you receive a MasterCard and that money is yours um, to spend solely on medical expenses, but 
the criterion for it is interesting because a bandage is a medical instrument. Um, for women, pads and, and tampons are medical instruments. So uh, the criterion is literally all things health. So that's what that money can be used for. It even goes beyond that to dental and vision. So you're talking about... Copayments, like when you walk into an urgent care or a doctor and you're leaving and they're charging you, you can use this for that. If you wear glasses and you're buying a pair of glasses, prescriptions only cover a percentage of it and you got to pay something out of pocket usually depending on your insurance and your plan. Um, That money can be used for that as well. Contacts, braces, Invisalign, dermatology, facial care, I'm pretty sure falls along these categories so hair care as well to an extent you a lot um, of these a lot of these things you can you can if you have the time for if they you audit can, you you could probably argue hair care but like I, i've never tried that one everyone has different conditions um obviously if you're just getting the regular head and shoulder and just putting on the hsa and yeah somebody might be like can you do that we're all a bit different somehow, some way. But we the, all got our ailments. <laughs> and the HSA is a way to eliminate some of those expenses that are, you know, pretty costly. If you're having to charge it to your own cash account or credit line. As someone who has asthma, who wears glasses since kindergarten, who has to get a regular monthly daily prescription, that shit adds the fuck up, okay? Like... Paying all that out of pocket is a burden. Just like if you're going to college and paying for textbooks out of pocket. Like, it hurts you. Medicine is fucking expensive. It's robbery in some cases. I mean, I'm fortunate in some ways. But if I had to buy insulin, for example, I'd be bankrupt probably. Like, ugh, I know there's people out there struggling. So I won't even dig deeper into that. But this is one way that could truly help you like truly looking into your insurance plan and seeing how you can make it work for you in terms of tax deductions because that's what a hsa also offers one thing that is important about a hsa that i noticed early on but i think people are discouraged from it is that there's a zero dollar minimum contribution and a maximum of three thousand five hundred fifty dollars so that means you can contribute for 2020 for 2020 you can contribute up to thirty five hundred dollars into your hsa account legally so that's how much you're able to contribute into it so if you're doing twenty dollars every paycheck from january to february they cut you off at some point because you're gonna reach thirty five hundred before the year is out five dollar increments will probably get you a little further in that in that sense but just so that you can get an idea of what investing truly is you want to get that number out um twenty dollars every week comes out to a thousand and forty dollars at the end of the year that's only twenty dollars and rolling into the new year you're talking about a thousand dollars to spend on anywhere from toothpaste to dental procedures and wouldn't that begin paid weekly instead of bi-weekly technically that it's based on a 52 week calendar so this is assuming that you put in 20 dollars every week for an entire year yeah 
just so that you can get that idea because I, I definitely miscalculated in my head. Um, but HSA has excellent benefits. I'm speaking from experience. but Like we said earlier, the HSA and the Roth IRA both have tax benefits. The Roth IRA has a maximum contribution of six thousand dollars as of twenty twenty con as of twenty twenty for contributions. HSA thirty five hundred. Both of these accounts adjust your gross income, which is subject to tax. Both of these are great ways to put money away, saving on tax and outpacing inflation, because both of these accounts can be invested in a market. The HSA. Wait, what does that mean? so when thinking about money you don't want to actually think about what you spend on the day-to-day you want to think about assets so this encompasses everything from land to copyrights patents trademarks equipment investments all of these things essentially net you assets it produces an inflow in by placing your money in the market, your money is now tied to your your money can potentially be tied to assets in business, in tech, in physical assets. So essentially you're letting your money represent larger assets. So you're allowing your assets to represent larger assets in order for you to ultimately make money off of it. So I, I guess an, an example will would do pretty well. So my Roth IRA, I have I have the Roth IRA actively in the market, and my portfolio currently consists of um, companies off the S and P five hundred, as well as index funds. Um, one in particular is Apple stock, which holds a lot of the the points up on the S and P five hundred. When Apple is down, when Apple is down, it drags down my Roth IRA. Not by too much because I'm diversifying my income, but when it's down, I I see when it's down. But I'm willing to take that risk on my own individual retirement account. Because it's a long-term investment, I know that these stocks that may be volatile in the short term are going to have considerable returns at the 5, 10, 20-year mark, which is a great thing for a Roth IRA which is an individual retirement account. It's important to not panic. It's important to understand that the stock market works on a system of ebbs and flows, influxes and refluxes or defluxes, either way. (laughs) Input, output. Um, So you'll see certain news headlines like Apple stock split and Tesla, was it Tesla too? And Tesla split. Everybody went bananas. Why? Well, it made those uh, stocks more affordable for people who were interested in investing in those companies. In addition, fuck, what was I saying? Which doesn't, which matters <laughs> to newer investors, but didn't necessarily single s- signal good signs to the market as a whole for anybody who was holding stocks. Which is why you saw a sell-off of both Tesla and Apple after the stock split right. and the stock split had been down for a while because people you had, had newbies out. playing and they panicked it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was that people who had apple stock it reached a certain value and now with the split they had more shares so they're like oh. i can sell it so people were selling off and reaping in some of those benefits that they were holding for 5 10 20 years 
while I you had a flow you. of people who were like, now I can get into on this. Like for that's the, next the reason why you hold. Yes. Got you. Um, mm-hmm. In addition, there was a news headline, something like Tesla was left out of the S&P 500. And as you heard, Duds picked his company uh, based on that, you know, that report. So it's kind of a big deal in terms of, you know, because... Well, com- I, I, didn't, I didn't choose the company based on a report. Um, I do want to note that Tesla, Tesla was... It seemed like Tesla was going to be like Apple, Facebook, Alphabet, which is Google and Microsoft and be on the same indexes. Um, But it was not even after performing well into a pandemic and still performing well after a stock split. So it did rattle the market. But again, long term, like anybody who's not believing in Tesla or renewable energy in general should have a damn good reason outside of climate is changing because like ah! that's, that's not so fucking, that's not sufficient <laughs> fuck around with that anyway but yeah i mean climate is changing so oh my goodness <laughs> complete buffoonery uh it's but, hard to have a degree in environmental science and watch shit like that it's everything he said was wrong he said we have the cleanest water. Ask Flint. Air. Ask California. The only reason we have even seeing have any... you been outside? I'm sorry. Yeah, he. We we it know broke the current. My heart. He lying on Mother Earth. She was cringing. Y'all see Moana? Right. The heart of Tafiti. <laughs> that is climate change. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, fucking debates. Uh, yeah, the Patreon. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll save that for another episode. For those who aren't following, though, the current vice president said the climate is changing when asked about climate change in in the most recent debate. Anyway, continue. Uh, More importantly, oh my goodness, <laughs> how to control your money so you can control what's happening. <laughs> very important. Very important. So. Uh, just to wrap up some of the long-term savings, build up an emergency fund, hit that $1,000 mark. Don't only hit it in your savings account, hit it in your Roth IRA and hit it in your HSA. And then watch all three accounts grow. The regular savings account, you'll have to contribute regularly. Same with the other two accounts. But once you get to a certain point, you can put those accounts in the market. Personally, I'm going with the approach where I'm taking the Roth IRA and I'm putting that in individual stocks and ETFs. The HSA, I'm investing more so in mutual funds with a target date. It's a little more safer. Um, my justification is that you have less money that you can put into the HSA. And it's arguably for expenses that are way more important. Because if you have to get a surgery and it costs $2,000... Or let's let's be realistic. Some of these medical costs be through the roof. Let's say it's five thousand dollars no, if you that's... don't have such such good. Let's say let's say you have insurance, like because we have the Affordable Care Act, and it's through the marketplace, but it's not covering everything. Like it leaves you with some costs. So, For most plans, it usually will. Um, I mean, that's kind of how 
they're designed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even regular procedures like blood work is a couple hundred dollars. Uh, pap smears are like 50, 60 bucks, depending on your plan, which, you know, women have to get regularly. Also, here's a tidbit, um, not to get into public health in the, in the economic series, but super important. It all, all ties in. Definitely, definitely cross-reference doctors before you proceed with a procedure that they're telling you you need to get because a doctor's word is not the end-all, be-all. Doctors are biased. Uh, doctors also have a, 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 a motive in, in money. I, I recently had an experience where I was told that I needed a biopsy and that was completely false. In fact, the second person that I went to call, literally said she's full of shit. That's bullshit. He's glad I didn't get a fucking biopsy. I don't even know what that would have cost me um, out of pocket and with insurance. So definitely get... First of all, you know your body better than anyone else. No doctor can tell you how you feel, which is why you are supposed to walk in and tell them how you feel and they're supposed to be receptive to it. Um, But do your research, know your body, know your family history, and understand that what doctor's interest truly is. Um, There are some doctors out here that are really doctors because they want to care for people. But there are also doctors out here who are under the pressure of keeping their practice open, paying rent, uh, responding to pharmaceutical companies, etc., etc. So it's a lot of fucking work to be an adult, but paying attention will literally save your life. And lots of money, because if I would have paid for a biopsy, I'd still be paying for it. Back to economics. (laughs) That was economics. Uh, just know that a health savings account guides you through any storms when you're going into vision, medical, dental. Sometimes it's as simple as, hey, I'm just here to get a check checkup. And sometimes it's a planned procedure that you don't even need. Lots of people have regular prescriptions as well. Vitamins, all of that stuff you can pay for with your HSA. So it's very, 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 very important. Put your money in a savings account. Put it in the HSA if you are able to open up an HSA. Anyone who has the capability HSA, go all in with that and then start contributing to a Roth IRA, which is favorable for anybody at the lower economic or tax tax brackets. And we're not getting into tax today, but both are tax deductible, which is highly, highly, highly favorable. This is how billionaires get away with paying the bare minimum because they have a shitload of deductions that it's a whole game guys (laughs) we're trying to we're gonna teach you the rules slowly but it's a lot to to even take in as two humans (laughs) trying to function through it so we're just sharing what we know as we learn it as we go uh because we've personally leveled up like separately and collectively just like working together so um and sharing information like this mostly him being the accountant because i have no rhetoric in this industry (laughs) i'm a science gal um but it's important to share 
Um, I hope you guys write down some of these terms that we've said so far and kind of look it up for yourself, honestly, because this is not kindergarten or what high school should have been. We're not going to sit down and tell you what an ETF is. Like, if you're interested in this, you'll, you'll do the work. If you're interested in making money, you'll do the work because stocks have been wild. They actually really went down since the clown in office decided he has COVID and I'm they, losing money and I, I hate it. But they rallied today. Ebbs though. and flows. They rallied today. Well, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. The stocks rallied today. I could care about less about any oh. person rallies. The stocks rallied today because um, Apple announced, Apple has its showing on Tuesday and Amazon has Prime Day soon. So the S&P 500 was actually up. So anybody who is invested in I don't think I am, unless Verizon is included. Nah, not yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's not that type of service. <laughs> um, where are we at? Emergency funds and budgeting. It's important to build up an emergency fund, but it could be difficult depending on how much expenses you have on a month to month. You might not have more than twenty dollars after everything is all said and done, but you gotta build. You gotta build somewhere, and budgeting will help. Help you stay on track and continue to build rather than wander around aimlessly. But also, it also helps you be more realistic about your spending in relation to how much money you have coming in and what that ebb and flow truly is like on a monthly basis. What week do I have money coming in? How often am I spending money, paying bills, slash keeping up with my lifestyle, whatever whatever that means to you. Um, just shit you just gotta pay for. So budgeting, understanding truly who you are. How often do you go to Starbucks? How often are you eating on the go? How often are you not cooking? How often are you grocery shopping? How often are you throwing away bad groceries? <laughs> How often... These are questions that you have to, you know, be asking yourself constantly because honestly, the money you save, the money you, like, I can't stand when I let vegetables go to waste because I'm like, damn, like, I feel like the dad off of Everybody Hates Chris. That was $3.87 worth of Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Damn, we could have been eating because that's real. I, I could have just thrown that money straight into the garbage for all that because that's really what I did. Um, and I think understanding it that way helps you do it less. <laughs> You'll do whatever it takes to, you know, make your money stretch and make it worthwhile and make it, you know, get to nurse you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went off into a tangent. But budgeting is important. Structuring your money, being realistic, thinking on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and ultimately year-to-year basis. How much am I making? How much am I spending slash losing? Wanna sprinkle? So by staying on budget, you'll get an accurate understanding of how much money that like you go into, like that goes into the next month with you. And with proper planning and the right investment accounts, as well as other accounts, you can build that up rapidly over a year's time because a lot of us end up spending well over a thousand dollars even over a three-month period one month let me listen here come here closely lean in what did you do with your stimulus check don't worry i'll wait don't worry i will wait 
want to ask us what we did with ours? Hey, what'd you do with yours? <laughs> hey, I, you know, I used it. <laughs> so, I'm not a good example. <laughs> but <laughs> if I didn't have liabilities at the time, I, 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 I've had credit and um, I've leveraged my liabilities in a beneficial way for a very long time. So when the when the stimmy check came, I was like, "Oh, perfect! That's You're me. financing." <laughs> so, okay, shut up. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, Credit, <laughs> debt is just as important as assets. Like liabilities are not all bad. <laughs> Mine went directly into my high interest savings account <laughs> before, back when it was still like one point, one point two or some shit like that. I was making money off my money, so it felt pretty good. Now, if I may jump in, I did not automatically pay the liability. Never advocating <laughs> that. It was all my money was also in a high interest account. But yeah, it went he, to he, he payments afterwards. Back in on the side anyway, so he 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 was like, "Oh, play money," just like a lot of other people. Um, but stay prepared for sure. Needless to say, I no longer have stem money because times got hard. But um, that's what it was for. <laughs> um, not you know, I'm not judging. You know, you do with it as you will. But you know, I'm not even going to call nobody out. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. That's not what this is for. We are we are edu- we are learning and and, and <laughs> growing. But that's the um, thing. Every everybody, if you, you're, let, you're, so with this next stim check, with this next stim check, think about some of these emergency funding type of ideas. Think of some of these um, budgeting ideas. Truly, like sit yourself down, glass of wine, whatever makes you comfortable. How much money do you spend in a day, including gas, including if you eat out for lunch or dinner, including, you know, damn, I ran out of hair supplies this week. Like whatever you spend in a typical day, take note of that. Keep receipts if you have to, even if you like throw them out at the end of the week because you do have bank statements. However, I do keep like specifically grocery receipts because um, it helps me budget better, more realistically on a month to month basis when I know exactly how much money I'm spending at which stores. Because honestly, it'd be around the same price. I get the same shit. So let's not forget that couponing is a thing. So you keep those receipts, you can have an a oh, crazy, yeah. crazy savings. I got to do my Einstein bagel survey. I got three bagels waiting. <laughs> God, that's true. I'm a valued customer. Budgeting, very, very, very important. Staying on budget throughout the year can be difficult. There'll be times where it's spending season. You know, the summer months, long days, you might just have to be out there. And let's not act like there's not serotonin laced in the swiping of the card oh yes 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 (laughs) let's not act like because i personally spend money when i'm in a good fucking mood whether i can or not (laughs) 
but then I have to answer to my budget. And looking at those numbers honestly gives me anxiety to the point. It's like having a hard conversation with somebody you love. Like, <laughs> I have to sit down in front of your, your fucking numbers and go, yeah, I fucking did that. Um, Don't want to do explain. it, but you have to do it. I can explain. <laughs> and it better be a good fucking reason. So call yourself out. If it's bullshit... No is bullshit and just, you know, be harder on yourself the next time, but also give yourself grace. Like, if you're a woman and you know you're tra- craving a, a fucking delicious chocolate cake because it's just that time of the month, well, get you that fucking $8 piece of chocolate cake. You do it, baby. Do it. I would. I have. I do. <laughs> and I let my budget answer to it, but I can make up for $8 and and. Four different ways, including the stock market, maybe putting $8 into my HSA. There's a lot of ways that you can reward yourself for being bad. (laughs) Match that $8 somewhere else. Robinhood is a great platform. That's where I'm trading stocks right now. it's It's a great tool to help you learn. It also tracks what you're following. So like you could save certain companies and track them that way without actually investing but uh the app will send you articles about those companies uh monthly weekly just as time goes on and news is available which is important because sometimes financials is not not a subject you want to dive headfirst into that you even want to deal with like it's really uncomfortable for people and it's worse because they don't they meaning, you know, whoever created the public school system original curriculum and left completely lifestyle skills like, oh, I don't know, like taxes and the tax code out of basic education. But we're learning it now. Uh, it's be, it's be in our favor to understand it fully because then you see people that have and you understand how a little better, a little more clearly when you understand, oh, he got like 14 different accounts. He has a long-term investment account in addition to a high interest savings, in addition to a, a HSA, but he has a whole family and a business. So, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it works itself out when you look at all the entire scene, but you realize that maybe we've been playing wrong maybe we didn't understand this the way that we should have and that's okay but i'm telling you once you do it literally pays off and no i'm not telling people to put all their money in the stock market (laughs) i don't think that's a good idea i think everybody has a different savings plan according to their personal budget and income according to their lifestyle according to which covid changed dramatically but either way we haven't stopped spending money that's a fact we have not stopped paying bills we have not stopped paying for necessities toiletries um so we have to have an idea of how to make this work for us long term especially if the ebbs and flow of money coming in is getting fucked up on a constant like if uh, I don't know you live in the state of Florida we're trying to rely on unemployment this system is so fucked and so behind that it's depressing in the middle of the summer even well I know like the, the checks like the stimulus checks were reliant on like 
your tax activity, like if you did taxes the prior following year. Yes. Um, twenty nineteen filing. It was mid July, and some people I spoke to still hadn't gotten a stimulus check. <laughs> like that's some people's reality. So yeah. not to be remiss Thanks. upon that, but like even like. When you look at your numbers, when you lay it out in front of you, it's easier to understand, to create a plan and to truly understand, okay, this is what I have, this is what I need, this is what I have to spend, this is what I need to spend. No, that didn't, that was basically saying the same thing, but uh, can you help me elaborate? <laughs> Get a handle on your expenses, live below your means, even if it's for a couple of months to a couple of years depending on what's necessary for you get that money that's needed to invest because even though you're gonna have even though there's gonna be major catastrophes be it in the market in the environment that we live in it'll balance itself out time has a weird way of like like going in a perfect circle so if you if you invest the time now and say I have this money that I'm receiving let me put this away for the future then in the future you can make decisions where you're not just limited to what am i going to purchase in order to eat now or what am i going to purchase in order you won't be limited to lower order things you could start thinking about making larger investments investments, long-term investments such as such as creative arts such as land such as real estate such as cryptocurrency going back into minerals because when you invest in all these things then you don't actually have to worry about wow i'm not making about i'm not making (laughs) enough cash inflation is making the cash that i have virtually nothing and even if i was keeping up with inflation my taxes are so freaking high because who knows i mean it's important to note that prior to the 2016 tax overhaul the tax code was skewed in a particular way and the additions under the 2016 while it didn't necessarily completely revamp the tax code does make it possible for some of the investment tools that we're talking about today so with a new administration that tax code could change up so everything is subject to change I've been learning a lot more about taxes just through just through where I'm working at. And an industry leader within tax continues to say that there's no such thing as an old tax law. Um, the current tax law will always replace any tax law that comes before it. That being said, you've got a lot of different things that essentially go at your money. So you've got to take that money and spread it across as many things as possible. But don't just think in a traditional sense. Like you can invest in paintings and portraits, like whether it's created by somebody else or whether it's something that you create, and then you start to go about a process of having it recognized as an asset and then passing it to your to your family or friends. There's so many ways to actually create value in assets. Musical instruments. You could purchase a guitar and it it's gonna be worth more than if you purchase a car which would definitely be worth less within the same amount of time. Heirlooms, family heirlooms. You can receive gifts and over time you can start to incorporate different things into them. 
if you have received the necklace when you were younger, then you could start to collect gold or other minerals over time and possibly add to that necklace or to that watch and then pass that on to a different a different person. Let me ask you guys how many cash for gold mail, emails, little places and plazas that you've ever seen. This is exactly why, you know. Yep, absolutely. And true, we're not limiting this to you know, $1,000, $10,000 below. Like, if you're working with money where you can look at a Rolex and be like, I want that, it's important to note that a Rolex, being all gold, like, continues to go up in value. If you add things like diamonds to it, you depreciate that. So like, Yeah, so a buzz down is a waste of fucking money. Plot twist. <laughs> like, think about what actually makes a mineral valuable and think about who values the mineral at that level diamonds while valuable if you look at the history of diamonds and even how like it's obtained you could see why like do do your research do your research into gold and diamonds the point is like you get your money because that's that's what we're working with you put it in accounts that beat inflation and beat taxes then you can start using those same accounts to invest and other assets that generate way more income with not necessarily less effort, but different effort. Real real estate and land is, many will tell you, is actually the staple of of true wealth. Like stocks and bonds are cool. Intangible, well, tangible. Uh, uh, Real estate is tangible. Stocks is intangible. And real estate, I mean, there's a number of ways that you can get into it. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be selling real estate. You don't necessarily have to be selling houses or be involved in the property management. You don't even have to be purchasing the properties and you having the liability of maintaining the units for the tenants. You can go through REITs or REITs. Um, You can invest money in real estate funds and start to generate income in that way like you can lend money to developers who will take that money and invest in real estate and then pay you a portion there's many ways that you can you can start to make money on that way and typically all you need is a really if you have a thousand dollars you can do a lot with a thousand dollars and if you multiply a thousand dollars by two then you have two thousand dollars multiply that by four well, I meant to say two and then equal four, but I just say four. But actually, fuck that. Multiply that by four because we're about multiple streams of income and as many assets as we can hold in our lifetimes. All right. All right. So we, <laughs> we're, divide, <laughs> we're multiplying 2,000 by 4,000? We're multiplying 2,000 by four. Okay. To make for 8,000. Like, when if you can train your mind to say $1,000 is nothing and save up towards that, then it's very easy to replicate that and then you start to make money very, very easily because until you start to make a lot more money, taxes will not be too much of an issue. If you have the opportunity to work for places that do put you at a higher income tax bracket, then they have some of these accounts that can be used to offset some of that increases in taxes. Even if you have liabilities, because I know some of us might have credit card debt, student loan debt that may 
take away from all the assets that we currently do possess. You want to make sure that you focus on the right liabilities. Always, always focus on building your assets over time, despite the liabilities that you have. So any debt that you have that has high interest rates, that's the ones that you want to focus on. I'll speak in my for my particular um, situation. I have three credit cards that average 17 to 23% APR interest rate. I have student loans that average average 1 to 4%. The interest rates on the student loans is significantly lower than my credit card. So over the next two years, it makes more sense for me to pay down my credit cards because they cost me more money over time than my student loans will even though I have a higher balance. <clears throat> So depending on the debt that you have, don't always look at, wow, this is a lot of money that I have to pay off, but look at different aspects because ultimately that debt is making some other organization money. So they don't necessarily want that off their books, which means you don't necessarily have to pay back something in record time, but you need to have a proper plan for it. You don't want to always be paying something back, but that's a quick tidbit on liabilities and, and just making sure you have that handled. But by continually staying on budget and investing in some of these accounts, thinking about taxes, thinking about inflation, over a two-year, three-year, four-year period, you're going to start to have more assets than liabilities. And as you continue to hone your craft, whether you're working, studying, doing whatever it is that is your calling in life, it's going to create value. And you're going to start to see those numbers every month where you're getting money back. And then the only thing you got to fight against is taxes. This is <laughs> but inflation, you'll be like, you'll be able to beat your own expectations, industry expectations. You just got to have patience. You got to believe in yourself. Most importantly, do research. Don't understand how to play. Mm-hmm. This will be my ending note. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, <laughs> don't focus so much on liabilities. Build the asset side with tax-beneficial accounts, good saving and spending habits, and diversified income that will outpace inflation and generate wealth over time. Know that it's a marathon against inflation, against the dollar. We're not hoping that the dollar goes down, at least not too many of us in the US, but don't always think about cash and stock market. Think about intangible assets, copyrights, patents, trademarks, royalties. You can own the rights to other people's songs. And there's plenty of songs out there that like you can make money off of. And that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg of the intangible side. And then tangible assets, land, real estate, these are things that the dollar will never be able to beat. Build up those assets. And then understand that taxes is a forever fight. At that point, when you get to a point where the only issue you have to worry about is like how much money has to go to taxes in this taxable year versus future taxable years, because you do have operating losses that you can apply to future tax periods. And uh, taxes is a whole separate thing. But when taxes is your only major issue, that's when you know that you're doing, you're doing fairly well. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take much to actually get to that point. 
especially for us who are making less than $75,000. Right now, we're all in a position where we can take advantage of some of these investment vehicles, put money into it, go all the way into the stock market in ways that like we have not been able to thanks to the emergence of Robinhood, which essentially forced um, other institutions to rethink how they're doing investing. So we're at an incredible opportunity where we can make money in so many dumb ways and literally offset and hedge against so many different risks, so many different rates, but we gotta be smart about it. We're in, co- we're in 2020, 2020 said. Y'all boys sit down. So <laughs> this is definitely with a grain of salt, 2020 salt. Oh. Be able to adapt, but understand that the rules that applied prior to 2020, some of it has been changed and some of it, we still need work. Like we still need to work to change some of the wrongdoings of the past, some of the processes and systems that perpetuate some of the foul shit that is still running amok now. But those rules, they entered 2020 while modified and mutated. They got, they are still here for us to be able to utilize. Let's do that. And it's election year, so definitely make sure that you vote. Local, state, and federal elections, super, 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 super matter. I am not telling anyone to vote in a particular way, but no matter who you vote for, please read and understand their policies. Vote responsibly. No down-balloting. Because there's too much at stake for people to not know. But yeah. You're Definitely got to keep that in. Yeah! Yeah, Okay. What the hell? Good talk, sort of. (laughs) What's that word at the end? I don't know. Oh, how do we end that off? Zabadaboo. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I can't believe he trolled like that. It keeps us, uh, keeps us young. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have taken some starter notes, uh, for more research about whatever sounded like you could get behind according to your current situation. Some things you might want to look into, S&P 500, HSA, Health Savings Account, Roth IRA, R-O-T-H I-R-A, EFT, Charles Schwab, that's a fucking tongue twister, Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab. <laughs> Robin Hood, Ameritrade, these are some of the things that'll uh, you know, get you going to at least to start in addition to this podcast. Also, Earn Your Leisure, uh follow Earn Your Leisure on Instagram. Uh they have amazing posts. They also have a dope ass podcast, uh, which also educates you on financial literacy. So yeah, some stuff to dig into. In the podcast, Dudley said HSA and IRA adjust gross income, which is subject to tax. Basically, in layman's terms, this means having these accounts changes the dollar amount you're being taxed uh, slash charged by the government, and usually that lowers. Having these one or two accounts lowers that dollar amount. So, for example, if you go to the store and buy something... Uh, $50 of value. You're getting charged more in taxes when they ring you up. Um, if your state doesn't do income taxes, that is. 
Um, but that tax charge is considerably higher than if you bought something for $20, $30, $13, right? So the same concept goes with you, you know, following your taxes at the beginning of each year. Except this concept is applied with all the money you earn that's considered part of that gross income. So basically, this is how rich people get off with paying, you know, so little at the end of the day because they're able to bring down the dollar amount that they're being taxed for. It's crazy. (laughs) But it's real and anybody can do it. So literally just having this knowledge could change someone's financial position totally i do want to be clear though because i understand like the climate of our society and like me talking about money in a way where you know we're gaining may sound like capitalism but aspiring to save and invest in order to grow the money you're earning anyway instead of spending it all or paying off debt wrong ultimately you're wasting your hard work and earned dollars. I, I just want to see, you know, most people in our community be sustained off of one good paying job, not living paycheck to paycheck, living comfortably within their means and responsibly, you know, like for Americans, as long as we have social security numbers, industry jobs, living on the grid, paying attention and knowing how to freak the system will at least place you in a position where you can start healing. You're no longer worried about bills. You're no longer worried about what you're going to eat next week because your paycheck doesn't come until two weeks out and you had to pay all your bills. You know what I'm saying? So literally, literally, I just, you know, I, I think we need to be in a space where we're healing ourselves um, considerably, you know, we, we deserve it. Um, and that's why I think this information is so important. I use Google Docs and Sheets Um, And there's a template on Google Sheets that says annual budget. It's very straightforward. And all you have to do is go into your bank accounts and retrieve statements, like all of them. Like if you have multiple bank accounts, savings accounts, etc. Basically, you're you're tracking all your money from the year. And you can fill this out on a monthly basis to keep up. Or what I do is wait till the the last fiscal quarter mainly because I have good recall and keep receipts and keep up with my budgets frequently enough. But if this is new to you, have a glass of wine and a little patience and just keep up with your money. You know, once you know how much you spend, you'll start seeing where you can save and ultimately where you can save to invest. Um, Having the numbers in front of you does create anxiety if and when you do not stick to your budget. So anything out of budget basically has to be justified before the money is spent to alleviate guilt. And this is (laughs) personal advice from me to you. Um, Because there's no anxiety when you crunch your numbers and and you already, you know, damn, I balled out on that. But I also deserve that I got a promotion or maybe you bought a, a, a new car. I don't know, man. Treat yourself. And it could be anything, you know, ladies, if if you're fatigued and tired and you bought a brownie, fucking treat yourself. Like I said in one of the former episodes, you could also uh, offset that uh, reward cost with like an investment cost, you know, put that match that same price you spent in your HSA or in your Roth IRA or in your Robinhood account. And now that same money is working for you. 
But that also teaches you not to spend because if you're like, oh, I don't want to spend this because I'm going to have to match it to another account. Maybe you're not so likely to spend it. Um, that's definitely where I've been past couple months. Um, but no, yeah, like consider this my, my testament, my testimony. <laughs> I did my annual budget for the first time in September of last year and I finished in December. In January of this year, I financed my first car all on my own with money I'd saved from September. I had also started a Robinhood account that September, and like to this day, it's grown more than I've invested in it. So a side note on the investment accounts is that I have like friends that advise me and help guide me. And I suggest you finding someone, a mentor. You can also, you know, hit up us on SDS and our DMs and we'll, we'll try to coach you through, at least give you the same advice we take and like uh, decisions that, you know, we make for ourselves, at least to get you started, at least to get you thinking in, you know, that kind of way, because it is kind of, it, it's type different, <laughs> but not impossible. There's certain moves you make in order to create opportunities for yourself. Having an HSA and slash or a Roth IRA account allows you to save money while also providing tax benefits in the form of deductions, which is a good thing for you, especially in the long term. We didn't mention any businesses this episode, but please take notes and heed this lecture. Um, Earn Your Leisure is a dope resource and they give you access to other resources as well. So if you're really into this, honestly, listening to that podcast, me and a couple friends, like this is really how we got started. And now we sound like experts, but really we just started this shit, at least like digging deep into it this and, and trying to understand uh, on this level. Share this information with people you love and care about. Like I said, it can change situations. Uh, I, I, I'm so tired about my family and friends worrying about bills and living paycheck to paycheck and just fucking struggling, like having to work so hard because ends aren't meeting the way that they should be in a high-functioning society. And, you know, a lot of people have some pre, uh, pre-existing pre medical conditions, just things that they have to go through, <laughs> shit, myself included. So, you know, never take anything for granted. Never take information for granted. Like, you don't know if you might be telling something to someone that could save them money, save their life, you know? You're, like, you just never know. So oversharing is totally better than undersharing or not sharing at all. But anyway, yeah, man, like I said, you could feel free, please feel free to hit us up via DMs, you know, our friends who have our numbers and contacts, whatever, social media, please allow us to be a resource if financial literacy is piquing your interest and you don't know where to start. I I think this episode definitely pointed you in the right direction, but again, it's totally nuanced, like everyone's situation. So definitely want to cater to that in that respect. But yeah, we're, we're, we're willing to help you figure some shit out, especially if it'll help you get you to a better place. Dope episode. Halloween is next week. The Halloween episode is next week. My birthday is two weeks from Halloween. There's going to be an episode about that, (laughs) obviously, but I'm so glad you guys are rocking with me. Um, keeping up with this podcast. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's, it's it's hard work, but I enjoy knowing that you guys are enjoying this. So thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow 
somebody do something on Twitter at SDS pods with the S at the end and on Instagram at somebody do something underscore. I love you guys. I really do.